I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Hard Currency, the weekly podcast of the Financial Times, which looks at the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz, and on the basis that what goes down in this forex world means that something is going up, we're going to look at the likely beneficiaries of the dollar's ongoing decline, namely the euro, the pound and emerging markets. Which of these do investors think is strong enough to enjoy a sustained rally? Steve Barrow, forex strategist at Standard Bank, is my guest this week. Steve, where would you place your bets, let's say, over the next three months? Is it behind the euro, the pound, emerging markets, or none of the above? I'm not sure it is any of the above. I think if we start backwards, <laughs> the emerging market currencies, a number of them have rallied quite hard against the dollar. And I think many of them do have good long-term prospects. My problem is that the, I think many financial market prices might be slightly overextended, so including equities, for example, but also within that group, emerging market currencies. So I fear that probably on a three-month basis, we could see maybe something of a, of a correction okay. there. As far as the pound is concerned, well, that's going to start getting bogged down in the Brexit negotiations. As far as the euro is concerned, I think Given that takes us over the French election period, and given that I don't think that Marine Le Pen will win that election, right. then obviously the euro could be the better one amongst those three. But come back to what I said at the start, and that is that you know, my concern is that financial markets maybe have got a little bit carried away with themselves just recently. I think the turnaround we've seen in, in equities, or the slide we've seen in equities, yeah. may be a, an indication of what will continue to come through in the next yes. few months. And in which case, I, I would actually prefer maybe the, the safer haven currencies. I know the yen has already rallied yes. a long way, maybe the Swiss franc okay. as well. They, they may be the picks for the, for the short term. Okay. That, that tells us that this is a very short-termist market, no surprise there. But uh, you know, as fast as people want to get out of uh, equities and sell off the dollar, they probably want to get back into it quite soon again. Well, I think uh, you know, it, it's difficult in some respects to determine the trends. And certainly if you look at... If you look at the performance, for instance, of currency managers, I think by and large they've struggled. Not that that's necessarily that unusual yeah. because you know, trading currencies is, is never easy, but probably in the environment that we're in at the moment, you know, we had at the start of the year a lot of optimism for the dollar and that's not really worked out. But then also we've not really seen the dollar collapse yeah. And a lot of the trends have been in a low volatility environment again, uh, and that that makes it difficult to to determine where the trends are and uh, you know and, and how to trade the markets. Of the elements that have kept the dollar lower, we're looking at the the, the Fed's you know, dovish hike, and we're looking at Trump disappointment. Which of these is more likely to come around faster? I that, that's a difficult question to answer because obviously we we don't know what's happening inside the Trump administration. You know, a month ago, the Trump administration said that there was going to be major tax announcements within the next couple of weeks, and we're obviously yeah. still waiting for that. So yeah. the, the fact that we're bogged down in terms of uh, health care, bogged down in terms of uh, the, the, the travel ban, obviously a lot of that kind of disappointment is part of the reason why 
I think the the dollar has has tended to to backtrack. Mm. I think going forward that certainly if we look for the for the rest of this year, for instance, I, I think what will happen is that the the Trump factor will come back in to support the dollar again. And I think what the Federal Reserve does will support the dollar as uh, as as well. You know, I don't think we should forget some of the reasons that it was assumed after the election that the dollar would would rise on a mm. a, a Trump. Uh, victory. Uh, those reasons include an expansion of fiscal policy, a possible border tax, a tax cut on profits that are repatriated from yeah. U.S. companies over, overseas. All of those things are still very much in the mix. We just haven't heard as much detail on okay. them as we'd like to see. And, I, and on the Fed, I think we'll see four rate hikes from the Fed this year, including yes. the one we've already had. So I, I think that will, will help the dollar as well. I mean, all, all of which is, is effectively gives us an investor sentiment that really is looking for reasons to looking anxiously for reasons to to get back and invest in the dollar that's their instinct they they did extremely they did that extremely strongly in the fourth quarter of 2016 and they just mm. want to get back into it yes and I, I guess the problem really if you look at um so if you look at data on positioning in the foreign exchange market i think the the problem is that many investors are already positioned for yeah. that view and obviously some investors have probably bailed out of that position and that may be part of the reason why the dollar hasn't been performing much better basically because everyone owns it already on the other hand, you know, there is there is a good case for the euro, is there not? I mean, particularly if the eurozone growth gets stronger and we see the ECB pulling away from monetary easing. But you wrote this week that this might just be short-lived because, you know, political risk is never that far away. Even if we get past Le Pen and if we get past Germany, we've got possible Italian uh, hiatus coming up at the start of 2018. So it might just be a short-lived euro strength window. Well, yes. And I also think that with the ECB as well, the market might have got ahead of itself uh, right. to some extent. I mean, I don't expect the ECB, for instance, to raise interest rates this year. If you look at where the market is priced in terms of the deposit rate, then the market is you know, 50-50 for a rate hike in the deposit rate you know, by the end of the year. And I, I just don't think that's, that's likely at all. Inflation has moved up quite aggressively because of oil and some base effects, but both of those are, are unwinding now, so inflation will steady out. And I just don't think there's the momentum there really for the ECB to do anything other than broadly what it's doing at the moment. And you think Italy um, is, a worse, is a potentially worse problem for... For well, I think Eurozone. I would say I've always I've always thought that, but yeah. that, that's partly based on the view that I've never really felt that Marine Le Pen had a significant mm. chance in, in the French elections, and German elections could easily go to the SPD, the opposition party, and, and Merkel could could uh, could have to, to you know could lose as a consequence of that, obviously, but that would not necessarily have a, a significant bearing on Germany's attitude towards the EU, whereas Italy's attitude towards the EU, yes. I think, is yeah. is is much more questionable and much more a problem largely because Italian individuals, uh, businesses, consumers have really suffered within EMU, much more so than French or certainly German individuals. Uh, And the other reason perhaps to be sanguine about investing elsewhere other than the dollar is the prospect of of US protectionism, which could very much undermine you know the the case for investing particularly in where would you say emerging markets is the biggest threat from protectionism and, and yeah also- i would say i would say emerging markets i, th- I think what, you know what's been interesting certainly in the last week is the way the market 
seems not really to have paid much attention to what happened at G20. Yeah. And for me, that was that's quite significant because, you know, I'm kind of... This is this line which, which actually, or rather the line that didn't exist, which is to, to you know... Resist protectionism. Resist, resist protectionism. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, you know, I mean, for me, you know, having watched G20 and then G20, G7, G8 meetings going back many more years than I care to remember, that was by far the worst one we've ever seen for discord amongst policymakers. Yes. And for me, I, I don't like to see discord yes. amongst policymakers because, to me, that makes financial markets potentially quite vulnerable. And, and I think that's what's been missed to some extent. I know that you know equities have, 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 have fallen over a little bit this week and we've seen the yen get a bit stronger. But even, even so, I think in the context of that disappointment at the G20 meeting, which perhaps wasn't that unexpected, unexpected but nonetheless was a significant mm. disappointment, and future fights that are to come as well. You know, we've had the uh, Italian Prime Minister say, well, we're going to really sort of take this issue to, to the US again at the G7 meeting that's going to take place in May in, in Italy. So this is going to be an ongoing fight and I think markets like fights. Okay, uh, and there's a massive fight coming up obviously between the UK and the European Union over Brexit. Article 50 is about to be uh, triggered next week. This is uh, going to be front and centre of, uh, of the currency world uh, for the next few weeks or do you actually think this is a bit overplayed and, and a lot of people just think it's, it's their issue, you know, it's, it's, it's a domestic dispute? I, th- I think it will be front and centre and, and probably in a negative way as far as Sterling is concerned. I think if you look so far at most of the, the rhetoric about Brexit, it's come from the UK side because the Eurozone or the EU rather has always had the view we're not really going to discuss this issue uh, at any great length until Article 50 has, has, has been invoked. And obviously, you know, that's going to happen next week. And then the EU, and you can see it's starting to filter out already. The EU is starting to talk about uh, what shape the negotiations will take and and what the UK might have to give up. And and I think that 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 debate is going to, um, uh, or those arguments from the EU are going to uh, worry the markets. So I think that sterling is probably going to go down. Okay, my thanks to Steve Barrow of Standard Bank. So then, this time next week, Theresa May will have sent that Article 50 letter to Donald Tusk. Uh, Join us to hear about how the Prime Minister sold this apparently crucial moment in the history of the UK, how that letter was received and how the pound is coming out of it. Uh, Until then, from Hard Currency, it's goodbye. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.